You are listening to Spot On, a health and wellness podcast that breaks through the latest media headlines to provide you with accurate and usable information that is, well, spot on, spot on to meet your needs. I am your host, Dr. Joan Salji-Blake, a nutrition professor at Boston University and the author of the college textbook called Nutrition and You, which is used in colleges across the United States and abroad. Okay, today on Spot On, do you know that Americans spend more than $5 billion, billion, B is in billion, dollars on vitamin and mineral supplements every year? I mean, really, is this necessary? Well, today we're going to answer that question, and you may be surprised about what you're going to hear. But before we do that, and I have, and we talked to my fabulous guest today, let's go to the streets and ask, how important is it to you to take a vitamin and mineral supplement? Taking vitamins and mineral supplement really helped me with my immunity, my mental health, helped me focus more because as I get older, my body doesn't get that immunity system as it used to be anymore. And I feel like I need to take vitamins to change my routine and habit. This can, you know, supply for the deficiency in what we are missing out on simply because we are just stuffing ourselves with so much fast food and just junk food that are just not providing us with the sufficiency we need to function normally and you know avoid all of these diseases. I usually take the fibers supplements to fulfill the missing veggie amounts and I recently started to take vitamin C and zinc to improve my immune system. Uh, I don't know. I don't think vitamins are necessary because I can always get those nutrients from food. So I don't really take any supplements right now. So to help us tackle this, all this information about vitamin and mineral supplements, and really, do we need it or are we just, you know, urinating all these vitamins and supplements away? People often say Americans have the most expensive urine in the world. So we're going to tackle that. Well, not the urine, but we're going to tackle the vitamin and mineral supplements. And so today I have the fabulous Elizabeth Ward on as my guest. She's a registered dietitian and she lectures and writes a lot about vitamin and mineral supplements. She is an award-winning nutrition communicator, writer, and recipe developer. She is the co-author of several books and writes for eatthis.com has been a contributing writer for Muscle and Fitness Magazine, Hers Magazine, WebMD, USA, Today.com. And she has a terrific blog, which I absolutely love the name of it, is Better is the New Perfect. Is that like just the best? She was a spokesperson for the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics for close to a decade. And she's been on TV. She's on TV regularly here in Boston, on Boston 25 Morning News. But you've seen her on Dr. Oz or the Today Show. She's like all over the place. So I was lucky enough to snag her because she is an expert on this. And we want to figure out really what's the scoop on vitamin and mineral supplements. So with that, I'd like to welcome Liz Ward to Spot On. Thanks for having me, Joan. Good. All right. So yeah, I'm assuming you had your coffee already. And I, I got. Did you have your vitamin and mineral supplement? That's what I want to know. I've had a gallon. I take those at night. Okay, and then we can find out why you do that because I'm sure there's some, some mystery there. So let's let's get to this because that's a heck of a lot of money. Mm-hmm. It sure is that people are spending. 
and vitamin mineral supplements. And, you know, the question is, uh, can't, can't Americans just get their vitamin mineral needs from just the diet alone? Surprisingly, no. Not even a so-called perfectly balanced eating plan can give you every nutrient you need in the suggested amounts every day. And I know that comes as a big surprise to people because we are led to believe that we should lead with food first, and which as you and I as dietitians do believe that. But it's important to note that there are some requirements that cannot be filled on a daily basis through food alone. Right. And you, you we're talking, uh, it doesn't make sense when you think about it, because first of all, who who has a perfect diet every day? Nobody. Uh, you know, I mean, even dietitians don't have a, a perfect diet every day. So when you, when you think of it like that, you're right. You know, that's pretty hard. There's a lot of vitamin and minerals out there. And to make sure that you're, you know, spot on on all of them, every solitary day would be like a full-time job. It would be. And it is, you know, for us too, because we're always trying to figure out how can we do this through food. You know, vitamin D is one that comes to mind, especially because of where we live. Our students spend most of their year in the Northeast, right? No matter where they're from. And we don't make enough vitamin D, you know, in response to sunlight, you know, for six months out of the year. So, you know, with something like vitamin D, that could be a chronic shortfall every single day. Right. So again, so with the help of Mother Nature's sunlight, that if you get an adequate amount of sunlight and strong enough, you can make the vitamin D in your body. But what you're saying in gloomy Boston, is that what you're trying to say, Liz Wood? That when it's like snowy and dark, um, who's making vitamin D? This is not Boca, you know? Well, it's not Boca. And it also because even if it's sunny, we're still not making any because of we're so far north and we're actually far away from the UV rays that would you know need to penetrate our skin in order to start the production of vitamin D. I mean, it's even worse in Canada and even parts of Maine, it would be worse. So we are at a disadvantage, not because it is, you know, gloomy and dark in the winter, but just because of the latitude you know, where we live. And also, Liz, I got my Uggs on. I got my Parker. I got my hat, my scarf, my mitt. There's no skin to be shown here. There isn't. There is no skin. <laughs> and even if there was, you wouldn't make any vitamin D from November to April. So you might as well bundle up. Right. All right. So that's a good one. Vitamin D. And it sounds like where you live, you're not going to be making enough. And that's a, one of the full short nutrients that many Americans obviously are, are not getting enough of. But, you know, if you take a vitamin mineral supplement, will it magically, you know, improve your diet quality? Like, like explain that. <laughs> no, it won't. Your multivitamin and multimineral supplements can fill in small nutrient gaps. They cannot fix an eating plan that's missing an entire food group or is skimpy in one or more food groups. And, you know, I always say this, that the supplements lack nutrients that provide energy, you know, like carbohydrate, fat, protein. They don't have phytonutrients, the powerful plant compounds found in fruits, vegetables, nuts, seeds. So, you know, they're missing a lot. So no, they cannot magically fix a poor diet. But they can supplement a diet, but they can't. So in other words, just if you have a poor diet, you say, okay, I'm taking a multivitamin supplement, I'm okay. You're not, if I hear you right, you're not really okay. No, you're not necessarily okay. You're right about that because the name supplement is exactly as it should be. It supplements your diet. It fills in tiny nutrient gaps that could become big problems. It doesn't fix anything. 
you know, necessarily. It doesn't fix a poor diet. You still got to be smart about what you eat, right? But maybe you may have to need one. And there's certain populations, I guess, that I've read about that you definitely need them to fill those gaps. Yes, definitely. Or most likely. Yes, most likely. Again, it all depends on the individual. But I think that there are some blanket recommendations that we can make. There are some groups then I know we're going to talk about them that definitely need to watch out and may need a, um, a dietary supplement. This whole gluten-free diet thing, this crazy, it makes me crazy. It, it, makes it, it makes it crazy because there are people out there that need to be on a gluten-free diet. That's it. I mean, you know, they have celiac disease, which we know can be a problem. They can't have gluten. But if you go on a gluten-free diet, which a lot of people are doing for a lot of reasons other than, than then really is necessary, how can that really cause some vitamin and mineral shortfalls? Okay, so the important thing to remember about gluten-free products, um, breads, crackers, pasta, is they're probably not fortified or enriched. And, you know, Nearly all the grains that we eat, particularly the refined grains that usually get bashed for being so unhealthy, actually have, a, you know, a lot of nutrients in them. So they tend to have all the B vitamins, particularly folic acid and iron. So the gluten-free products do not have those generally speaking. So when you eat gluten-free products, you're missing out on a whole host of B vitamins and iron that you would be getting from regular grains. Now, if you have to do that, like you said, because you have gluten sensitivity or you have um, celiac disease, then you would definitely need a multivitamin to fill in those gaps. See, that's so interesting. So here, you know, you, when you get refined grains, what they do, they enrich it, you said, with like vitamins and minerals. So if you have a gluten-free product, they're not using those refined grains that were supposed to be enriched. So you just lost them. So you're missing out. So you may be having a slice of bread, which normally, if it was white bread or whatever, have these enriched nutrients, but you're saying the gluten products, they're not enriched. That's right. They don't have to be by law. So they're not. Or like pasta or things like that. Right. Oh, wow. You know, we tend to take it for granted that these nutrients are going to be found in foods. But then when you switch to a different kind of eating, such as gluten-free, you need to be very careful about the products that you're picking out. Well, you know, Liz, isn't it true that years ago, these were enriched so that the Joe and Josephine on the street would just go and eat a diet and they'd be automatically getting these and they didn't even know it, you know? And, and so, I mean, that's why they enriched these grains. But like you just said, if you're going to get rid of a whole group or something, you just you just lost all that opportunity to get all those wonderful en enriched vitamins and minerals. You said in the beginning, somebody, that person maybe eliminates a whole food group. Like what about like dairy? You know, a lot of people are not having uh, enough dairy in their diet on a regular basis. And now, you know, we did a whole episode on these plant-based milks, you know, like almond milk and things like that. So when you start not having dairy, what do you potentially fall short of? Well, if you are not substituting it with fortified soy beverage, which is nearly, it's nearly equal to milk, then you will be missing out on 
calcium, vitamin D, magnesium, also protein and other nutrients as well, including vitamin A, which is added to milk. So vitamin D and vitamin A are added to milk. And again, that those are one of those things like you just said that we take for granted. So if you stop drinking milk, you're really down on your vitamin D intake because yogurt generally does not contain vitamin D and cheese does not contain vitamin D. It's just not added um, to those products on a regular basis. So you need to be very careful about choosing a, you know, alternatives or a plant milk, if you will, that is highly fortified with calcium and vitamin D. People who want to know more about that, they can get that episode, you know, we recorded in the past, but you know, it's just absolutely fascinating. So, you know, there are, again, the people who don't drink milk for some reason would maybe benefit. What about strict vegetarians? So strict vegetarians are going to be short on vitamin B12 because vitamin B12 is found only in animal foods, found naturally only in animal foods. It is added to cereals and other grains. Iron may be a problem and also choline may be a problem. And choline is a nutrient that tends to fly under the radar, but is is considered an essential nutrient, which means that you have to get it from foods. And choline is found in the greatest amounts in high protein animal foods. Now it is in other plant foods, but again, you have to be incredibly careful if you are uh, eliminating all animal foods. Very interesting. Very, very interesting. So again, that may be a population or group that would benefit from a daily vitamin mineral supplement. Without question. Right. What if, you know, we talked about diets that are not healthy and you know what's something this pains me and especially during this pandemic, so many people are food insecure. I just, it it pains me. They don't have enough food and it's just, talk to me about that. Well, if you're not eating enough food, you're not getting enough nutrients. And that could be, you know, someone who is chronically dieting or someone who is food insecure, in which case you would need a multivitamin that, you know, had all of the you know, good dose of all of the nutrients in it to make sure you were filling in the gaps. But with food insecure people, it's likely that they can't afford even that. You know, if they can't afford food, I doubt that they can afford even something from CVS or Walgreens. That's kind of a, you know, that's a multivitamin. But if you can get your hands on one, definitely take one if you are food insecure, so that you can fill in those gaps. Or as a good uh, citizen, you know, I always talk about donating food to pantries, food pantries, donate um, some vitamin mineral supplements. Yes, yes, I think that's a great idea. Or um, fortified cereals and breads and grains, and that will be very, very helpful. You talked about dieting, and that's really interesting because we know that so many people are dying, and, and we know uh, the crazy cuckoo diets that are out there. But, you know, here here you have enough money for food, and you choose not to eat. And people can go on different diets forever. I mean, you know, forever. So when you think about that, if you're chronically dieting... You need a multivitamin for sure. You may need, depending on what you're cutting out of your diet... 
a calcium supplement, a vitamin D supplement, you may need a choline supplement, you may need omega-3 fats, you know, it all depends on what you're cutting out of your diet. And that's true. And, and, and people forget that, you know, they're just trying to focus on maybe trying to better manage their weight and not realizing they're actually maybe be starving their diet of nutrients that they actually need on a regular basis. Which brings me to the next thing. You know, we, we're hearing during this pandemic, everything's about immune system. I want to boost my immune system. I want to do that. So can you just tell us about this, like vitamin C and the immune system and the common cold and things like that? I mean, you know, do I have to go out and get vitamin C you know, uh, for, you know, for a healthy immune system? Can you tell us a story on that? So the best way to support your immune system is through a balanced diet. And that's because, you know, just about everything you eat can be related in some way to a robust immune system that will help you to ward off colds and other viruses, including perhaps COVID-19. There is no magic bullet. There is no single nutrient that will, you know, supercharge your immune system and make you impermeable to <laughs> all the germs out there. However, you know, you mentioned a vitamin C supplement. Well, if you're not getting enough vitamin C, you definitely need to take a supplement. But you don't want to take huge doses because they can cause diarrhea. And again, you mentioned about, you know, be having expensive urine. You'll just pee the rest of that out. You know, you're not getting any benefit from it. There's also a lot of buzz about vitamin D. And it's playing a role in helping to support the immune system during this pandemic. Again, it's one player, but it tends to be one of those players that we fall short on a lot. So, you know, there's no harm in taking a low level vitamin D supplement, but there really is nothing besides a balanced diet, um, good sleep habits, regular exercise, not smoking to support your immune system. Chuckled when you said the vitamin C and um, too much could give you diarrhea. That's so true. And, you know, when I'm, I teach here at Boston University and I always say that, you know, uh, the upper level of a vitamin C, the tolerable upper level that's been said is to go no more than 3,000 milligrams of vitamin C a day. And if you do that chronically, I would say to my students, we will see you in the bathroom because exactly. of all the diarrhea. <laughs> That's just so painful. That amount is way too much. <laughs> I do have to tell you that if you have a lot of uh, fruits and vegetables in your diet, it's, vitamin C is one of the easier ones to get. But again, if you're not having a lot of fruits and vegetables in your diet, you may not be getting enough. What you, know, you talked about with the downside of taking a supplement in vitamin C, is it uh, a more serious downside if we're taking you know, high doses? Yeah, high doses I don't recommend. There is little risk of taking a multivitamin with reasonable amounts of the nutrients it contains. And also one that doesn't have any extra ingredients like herbs or botanicals. You don't need to pay for those extra ingredients. They they do nothing. You know, there's no research that says they do anything. Now, the other thing I wanted to mention is that if you're eating a lot of fortified foods on a regular basis, you may not need a supplement. So for example, a cup of fortified whole grain cereal, the kind that I eat in the morning, supplies 100% of the folic acid that you need and substantial amounts of other B vitamins and also iron. Um, so if you go through your day and then you're also eating these fortified energy bars and other processed foods where they're throwing more vitamins and minerals in, you could be getting enough or even too much of certain things. You know, more is not necessarily better. And the way you can check that 
you know, if you're overdoing it is to look at the percent daily value on the label. Right. So so what number should you shoot for, Liz? Uh- well, it's tough because even the most garden variety, uh, multivitamin, multimineral, you know, as I said, from a CVS or a, a Walgreens, they can sometimes have, you know, upwards of 150 or 200 percent of something. That's pretty much okay. I mean, I like, you're still eating. So, you know, I like somewhere around 100 or less percent of the daily value for the nutrients that are found in that particular supplement. Now, that being said, I just want to add one caveat in here for men. They should not be taking supplements with iron unless they're instructed to do so by a healthcare professional. So why is that, Liz? Well, because they don't need it. And we don't, and and iron may accumulate in the body and cause heart disease over a long period of time. Not in a young man, certainly, but we just don't know who would be at risk for that. So we say men don't need iron. Women need the extra iron because they have their periods every month. And that is the way that iron is lost is through blood. So that's interesting, Liz. So that's why you have vitamin mineral supplements for men. I see this all the time and for women. Exactly. Okay, that's really good. That's really good for a lot of people to know that so that that's not just marketing. There's, there's some science behind that. Same thing for women over 50. They, because of menopause, yeah, they generally do not need the extra iron either. So basically, what you want to be doing is looking at the label, on the, the side of the label for the percent daily value, and you're saying about 100% and not, not to go much higher. And then on the front of the label, you know, is it the right gender and is it the right age? <laughs> because right. right, exactly. If you stick with like, you know, the garden variety kind, as I call it, the basic I think you'll be okay. What are we talking when we talk vitamin mineral supplements? Is it okay to do like the store brand or what do I have to look for to make sure I'm getting what I need and not getting ripped off? You should pick a reputable brand. I think, you know, CVS is what is it? The biggest pharmacy in the United States or something. I consider them very reputable. But if you want to know about you know, other well-known brands with favorable ratings, you could go to consumerlab.com. They rate vitamin and mineral supplements. I would definitely avoid supplement companies that make, you know, big claims about their products, which happens to be against the rules of the Food and Drug Administration. So stay away from them. One thing I want to say about the different forms of, you know, multivitamins come in a lot of different forms now, right? Pills, liquids, chewables, gummies. But with those forms, you're going to get gelatin, sweeteners, corn starches, and the gummies. Uh, Vitamins and minerals aren't very tasty on their own. So if you're going to have to chew them, you're going to get sugar um, in the chewables and probably in the liquids. Um, So the more additives, the less nutrition. And some of those may actually be lacking the nutrients that young people need. Right. And so that's interesting what you said, Liz, because if you're like the gummies uh, and you're and you're taking it and you're you know, and these are a sweet way to get my vitamins and mineral supplements. But then then you're th- and you're thinking you're getting enough of, say, folic acid. You may not be because the sweeteners may be crowding out. Exactly. So I really am a big fan of pills. If you can't take a pill because it's too big, just cut it in half. So this is interesting. This is really good. I'm glad that, that we that kind of clarified some things here. Well, this is so interesting. This is so great. And, you know, we get this question all the time. And, you know, I, I believe food first. 
and we are educated that you can, you can get all your vitamin and mineral needs from a diet, but that's not really true. And depending upon what's going on in your life, uh, if access to food or you have food intolerances or special dietary needs, that's definitely not true. I want to thank you so much for clarifying this. And um, um, when I get off, I'm going to take my vitamin and mineral supplement. Good for you. My pleasure. <laughs> thank you again, Liz Ward, for being on Spot On. Spot On is supported by the Boston University Sargent College's Master of Science degree in Nutrition program. Log on to bu.edu to learn more about this fabulous nutrition graduate program. Thank you for listening to Spot On. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This way you'll get every new episode every week. And by the way, leave us a nice review. And can you also like us on our Spot On Facebook page and suggest topics for future episodes? Please follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Joan Salji Blake. And oh, by the way, can you send this episode to five of your friends? Do I ask a lot of you?